Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore new YouTube stats, updates on YouTube shorts, new YouTube post features, and a lot more with Diana Gladney. If you want to understand how to benefit from these YouTube changes, then stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to improve your exposure and sales with social video, then be sure to check out our brand new Social Video Summit coming up really soon. 12 Social Video Pros will show you the way. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash summit. And now for this week's expert guest. Diana Gladney is a YouTube expert and consultant. Her YouTube channel is designed to help entrepreneurs simplify the video creative process, and she's host of the Video Simplified podcast. Welcome back to the show, Diana. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Super pumped to be here. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. So first of all, Alphabet is also known as Google, who happens to own YouTube, reported some interesting YouTube stats uh, in their recent earnings call. So I was wondering if you could kind of zoom in on some of the stuff that might be interesting to everyone listening right now. Yeah. So one of the most interesting things with uh, Alphabet, who, again, like she says, the parent company for YouTube, is that we have access to a ton of data. And one of the things with YouTube that makes it amazing is that the demographics are vast. And so they recently let us know in their call that they had going over some details that 18 to 49 year olds are watching YouTube more than broadcast television combined. And I think that's significant because our social behaviors and patterns have changed online. So if you are an adult that's between the ages of 18 and 49, you're watching more content on YouTube than all broadcast television combined. That's a pretty big deal because, you know, it used to be that it was the younger generation that was really just all in on YouTube. But it sounds Mm -hmm. like now adults are pretty much using YouTube as an alternative, if you will, to traditional television. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. And it's so fantastic. I mean, because... The thing, it was something else that uh, was a st- statistic that came up as well um, in a study that was done that said that, you know, in 2020, 77 percent of adults that they gave a, a study to said that they use YouTube to learn a new skill last year. So when you look at the new skills that they're looking to learn and their behaviors, they're coming to the platform a ton, uh, so much so that YouTube advertising and revenues, they went up 49 percent this year, up to six billion dollars. And that's pretty significant. That's crazy. I mean, that's ridiculously crazy. So that means during a pandemic, right, YouTube saw their ad revenue almost, I mean, like grow by 50%. I mean, that's that's crazy. That kind of explains, I think, why they turned on advertising for all channels. Do you remember when they did yeah. that last year and they said, hey, yep. we're going to force it on because they had so much demand, obviously, that they just needed to figure out how to, how to make money with it. Mm-hmm. What other stats do you have? 
The other thing is that TrueView for action ads, uh, it doubled over the past year. So for a lot of people that may not be familiar with TrueView for action ads, one of the cool things is that when you're on the YouTube, the platform, when you get an ad that pops up on your phone or on your device, um, you'll see it one rearranged to depend on the orientation. So sometimes if you're on mobile, you'll see that go full screen. And that's really, really fantastic in the fact that you can get this data that comes up on your phone that's built for mobile. So like if I want to shop, a button comes up, I click and it goes straight to the website. So it's more optimized for that experience versus just like a link or something else where you got to click below. It's just really intuitive. So it feels native, kind of how the subscribe button or watch the next video is in the regular YouTube platform. So the fact that, you know, they have more ads coming up for people to actually click on it, more people actually are taking action. Yeah. And then we got some stats on shorts too. Can you share some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So YouTube shorts recently rolled out to the U.S. completely. So if you are in the United States and you have your phone, YouTube on your phone, YouTube shorts is what you'll see in that vertical orientation, the 1080 by 1920 uh, orientation vertical videos. Before you go there, listen to this data. In the end of 2020, there were 3.5 billion people watching YouTube shorts. Mm. But it grew to 6.5 billion daily views. Now that, that is worth talking about. I mean, that's a lot of views. I mean, like oh yeah, 6.5 billion daily views on shorts. Now, how long is a short just out of curiosity? Shorts are 60 seconds or less. Okay. Has it always been 60 seconds or did it start out as 15 seconds? For the most part, as far as my experience with it, it was been 60 seconds. Okay. Well, you just start pulling out your calculator and take 6.5 billion and you multiply it even by 15 seconds. That is an enormous amount of time mm -hmm. that people are watching on YouTube shorts. I mean, that sounds like a massive number and hopefully that's giving... TikTok a little bit of run for their money, right? So oh, I just yeah. I just wanted to make sure we didn't skip that stat because that came out of their uh, their earnings call that just happened on uh, April 27th. So back to the short stuff. So what's the news with the new short features? Well, shorts is integrated on your phone and you can also upload videos from desktop. You can do that, but it's a video that's 60 seconds or less. Now, if you are doing it natively through the app, which is the rollout that everyone in the U.S. now has access to it, you can do it in 15 second increments. And this is true in comparative to, you know, like TikTok and, you know, Instagram Reels kind of introducing that as well in the 15 second increments. But now you can go all the way up to 60 seconds and they also are introducing music and you can do that up to 15. 15 seconds, which is kind of weird. So it's more or less if you have a specific segment, then you can kind of add music, but it's kind of weird in that regard. It sounds like their license probably with the music mm -hmm. creators is capped at 15 seconds. So if you're going to use music, then you probably have to keep it to 15 seconds is my guess. So that means shorter stories, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. We uh, recently had, uh, I can't remember who we had on the show, but when we were talking about this on Instagram, you know, Instagram is talking about moving up to 60 seconds. And the person we were talking to said, well, you know, it doesn't necessarily make sense to want to make a longer Instagram reel just because the big question is, will people watch the longer reel? Mm -hmm. But on YouTube, people are used to watching longer content. So I would imagine a 60 second story, a short, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm getting all my words mixed up, right? right. <laughs> it is probably a little long for creators that are used to creating shorts equivalents on the other platforms, you know, which tend to be shorter, but so it right. could be up to 60 seconds, but if you're going to add music, it's capped. I understand that they're adding other capabilities as well. What else is new with shorts? 
The other thing that you will see like in the app is the ability to create use filters. So the shorts filters is when you are doing it natively in the app or maybe upload a video. It's really more so natively in the app. Then you'll see at the bottom when you click on it, it'll have filters. This is suggestive to, you know, Facebook and Instagram stories where you can kind of add different things. It's not as dynamic right now, but you can kind of go through, turn it black and white or do different things. That's really, really interesting. Um, but it's, it's still kind of weird. They don't have names. It's, so it's not as intuitive as some of the other ones, but it's there. And then auto captions is coming. Um, they're still rolling it out. Uh, in addition to, again, it coming to the U S uh, where everybody has access to the app, but you can do the captions. And I think one of the, the interesting things is that a lot of people, read captions. They're used to scrolling through Instagram and just reading first before they maybe turn the audio on. And so that social behavior now is coming over to the shorts platform. Um, And I think they will start to introduce the one where it kind of goes word by word um, and rolls and stuff like that. So that's really interesting. And then just the shorts tab on the mobile app. So if you update your YouTube app on your phone, you'll see like in the bottom left for iOS users, for example, you'll see that now you have that shorts symbol, the YouTube play button with the S. You'll see that now in the bottom left. And if you click on that, then now you kind of transition into uh, that magnetic type swipe up or down where it's just going from one video to the next to the next for the uh, YouTube shorts. I'm glad that that's there because I've always struggled to figure out where are shorts and what do they look like? One of our uh, live viewers is asking, do shorts have a thumbnail? Do they have a thumbnail or is it just automatically start playing? So YouTube shorts, they don't start with one, if you will, but you can upload one on desktop. But here's the interesting thing. Even if, and this is in my findings, even if you add a dedicated regular uh, YouTube, you know, 1920 by 1080p would be the size or the orientation rather that you can upload it so that it has a regular cover, like all your regular videos. But when you're scrolling through shorts, you'll never see it. And sometimes they kind of remove it and don't even show it to you, even if it's actually there. Got it. So it's not necessarily useful to have it there, except if someone navigates over to your channel is really mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say. And they want to. Yep. And is there a special tab on your channels that shorts live on or are they just listed with all the other videos when you click on videos? Right now, they're still over in the content tab if you go into the YouTube studio. But I wouldn't be surprised because posts now and, you know, your live streams are on a different tab. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets its own tab very shortly. Well, I was thinking more from a consumer's perspective, like you're navigating over to your channel. Mm. Is there like a special place where shorts live when they go to your channel or is it just mixed amongst all the other videos? No, they have their own actual section where they would be obviously in your uploads. Then they'll see all of your recent uploads, including shorts. But now uh, YouTube is introducing where you'll see it like kind of on a shelf, if you will, uh, even on that person's channel, that these are all the ones that they specifically have done. Do you still have to put the hashtag shorts inside the title for it to know it's a short or is it easier now to indicate it when you upload the video? They're saying that you don't have to, but they are also suggesting that you still do that. The the hashtag shorts in the title or at the end, because I don't think it's picking it up as natively as other things right now. Like if you upload a TikTok video, it's just this already, you know, going to go to the for you page potentially or what have you. But with shorts, because we have the long form and regular video and then short form content, uh, you still need to ask that hashtag shorts, in my opinion, until we can see it already natively do it automatically. And my understanding is these are non-monetizable right now. Is that true? 
well, you won't see ads per se. I have not seen ads on it, but they have the option. If you are in the creator studio area, you can turn it on. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to roll that out, which is very interesting to watch that play out over the next probably 60 to 90 days. But you have the ability as a creator to activate it and turn it on. But I'm not seeing anything actually pop up while you're you know, consuming shorts. Got it. Okay, perfect. Anything else on shorts before we move over to YouTube posts? Yeah, I just would say take into account like the quality. So for people that are uploading shorts, you can do it natively through your phone. For those that may be repurposing content and uploading a different type of video, you may want to wait and put it as unlisted because you can still have the ability to make it private, unlisted or public when you're uploading it from mobile or desktop. You may want to wait if you do have a, a higher quality, even a 1080p video, just to give it a few seconds to make sure it is fully showing so you don't get a 360p or very small fuzzy looking resolution video. Perfect. Okay. So now YouTube posts, there's some new features. And for mm -hmm. people that don't even understand what the heck a YouTube post is, tell everybody where you find the YouTube post. So, so let's start by what the heck is a YouTube post. And then let's talk about some of the new things they've just rolled out. Yeah. So a YouTube post is if you have over a thousand subscribers, then you'll see a community tab on someone else's page or even on yours that you now have access to to share videos, share polls where people can vote on something and share um, photos um, or even uh, GIFs, GIFs, depending on how you pronounce it. But you have access to do that if you have over a thousand subscribers. And on this tab, you now have uh, the ability to at someone using that at symbol and it'll link to that person's channel. So it's a community tab. OK, so you have the ability to at tag people in other channels. Is that what you mean? Like what's the application mm -hmm. here? So that's usually like, it's, it's almost like a hyperlink. So when you add, so if I add social media examiner, then your channel become that channel name or the ad becomes a hyperlink that will take people over to uh, your channel without having to go to the HTTPS and all the rest of that. Um, but the significance of that is that if two creators or whoever you're linking to has more than a thousand subscribers, then they will show up. And you'll also see that in your mentions tab. So you can see all these people are recommending my video content or channel. Cool. So I guess one of the first features is that you can now see the metrics inside of analytics, right? Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. weren't able to see that before. So what kind of metrics does it tell us? So right now we're st we're able to start getting into some of the people that are able to view it. We're starting to see, obviously you could always see, for example, if you have a poll or thumbs up or thumbs down or comment, how many people are commenting. And I think we're going to see more analytics start to come just from stuff like impressions and how many people are viewing it uh, and maybe engaging with it versus not. And then you can add multiple images, I guess in the past you could only add a single image. So how does that work? Does it look like a carousel that we typically see yeah. on other platforms? Right. So when you are deciding to upload multiple photos right now, currently, this is only available on Android phones. Um, so if you're iOS, you even if you upload it to desktop, it's still not going to work for you, unfortunately, right now. But if you are on mobile or on desktop or whatever, you can schedule it and select multiple photos. So you can have that carousel type of effect. And also the cool thing, you still get the ability to add text uh, and things like that. Now, the, the interesting thing here is that you cannot do a poll and a photo. You can't do both. You have to pick one or the other between the features uh, of the community tab post for these kind of sections here. Have you seen what that looks like from the user mm -hmm. experience? Like, what does it look like on your phone or whatever? Do you, is there, you just scroll to the left or is it intuitive that there's more than one picture there? 
Um, so it, it wasn't anything special. Uh, it really was just like, so in the subscriptions feed, you would see that somebody uh, that you're subscribed to has a post. And instead of just seeing only the solo image like, that you may see, for example, on Instagram, and you actually have to swipe left to start seeing the rest of it, you see about one and a half or one and a quarter's worth uh, of that next one to let you know to scroll to the left. That's kind of cool because people have been doing this on Instagram for a very long time and now they can mm -hmm. start bringing that very same strategy if they want to over to YouTube, right? Right. And can you do square versus rectangles or do you know if there's any restrictions on the shape of the image? So you still want to stick to the square, which is the 1080 by 1080p uh, orientation so that it fits natively. Otherwise, it's still going to chop it if you try to do something more. I haven't seen where um, you're able to do like vertical or, or even 1080 by 1350, which is a little bit longer. Uh -huh. I haven't seen where you're able to do that yet. Scheduling. You mentioned scheduling. So it sounds like this is something new. You can schedule now for these mm -hmm. posts. Does yes. this mean you can schedule with third party apps or only with the YouTube app or how does that work exactly? This is currently through the YouTube app. I have not seen any third party applications being able to introduce this, but natively through YouTube, if you go to your community tab or even if you are in the studio uh, area, then it still will take you to your community tab and you can pick the time zone. You can pick the day and time and you can schedule out posts. And so if you have polls, uh, you're recommending a video or if you have, you know, we do it where you want to do a carousel type uh, of piece of content. You can schedule those out and you'll see those in the back of the uh, YouTube studio. Can you do that on your mobile phone? Or only on the desktop? On Android. Oh, on Android. Okay. Only on Android. On Android, if you're doing the carousels. On Android, if you're doing the carousels and you're trying to schedule one of those, then you still are, are subject to that restriction. But if you just want to do a regular post, poll, share video, or just text, you can do that on any of them, on any mobile device or your desktop. Uh, a question from one of our live viewers is when you post to the stuff we're talking about here, the YouTube post, how do your subscribers no. I mean, do they get notified? How does that work? So it's interesting. Some of the things are changing in regards to notifications and like when they hit the bell. So they will get notified if they have the bell on and, you know, turn on all notifi notifications. The other way that they're able to see it is through the subscriptions tab. So if they're subscribed to you and then also I'm finding where you if you engage with somebody's video, maybe you watch it or it's a something that's suggested. Some of that stuff starts to come up as well. Other community tab posts that people have on the mobile app for YouTube. So, but your subscribers, they'll get notified if they have the bell on or if they're subscribed, it'll come up in the feed. So what I'm hearing you say, when you say the feed, you mean like when you open up the, the YouTube app or you go to youtube.com on your browser, mm -hmm. there's a spot where that kind of content shows up. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. So your regular YouTube home on the app and then the YouTube subscription. So they have more or less two opportunities to find it. Subscriptions, in this case, you're talking about paid subscriptions, right? Or is that different? No, no, no. This is solely your subscriptions, people that you have subscribed to their YouTube channel. Ah, perfect. Okay, cool. Well, I think this is interesting because this feels like YouTube is moving a little bit closer to be like LinkedIn and Facebook, right? With the ability mm -hmm. to not just have video. And that should be very interesting for a lot of marketers who have all this different kind of content they've created for Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. They can now start getting creative with this and experimenting with this, which I think is really cool. Okay, we've got a slew of other features that YouTube rolled out. Um, the first one is that you can change your name and your profile picture um, without impacting your Google account. So I guess in the past you couldn't do this, right? So explain like the benefit here because maybe there are some advantages here that I haven't quite thought through here. 
So back in the day when uh, the YouTube still had their other platform that they were using, if you changed your name, it also impacted your Google account. And so that's your YouTube like AdSense accounts and all of that. And they only allowed you to change it once. So you had to figure it out between those one or two times. Now you have the ability to just go into your YouTube studio and actually change that. So that name is representative to uh, what you're doing. Now, if you are someone that has like the you're verified with the checkbox and all of that, that will go away if you change your name. So you want to be careful about doing that because they now need to reevaluate and go through all their checks and balances with that. But if you're Joe Average Creator, you go and change your name. You don't have to worry about that impacting your AdSense accounts and, and stuff like that. Yeah, because when you set it up in the beginning, maybe you didn't think that you were going to be all in on YouTube. And then all of a sudden you mm -hmm. started growing and you're like, you don't like the name, right? Because the name mm -hmm. does show up when they go to your account, right? Absolutely. So I'm, I'm just finding a lot of people wanting to add their actual name. And this is becoming more of a common trend and theme. Even if you have ABC brand, people want to know like who's the host of that show or that channel. Um, and just so they also can get to know you. So I think that's also kind of tying into some of the community aspects that uh, YouTube is adding. And then the profile picture. I mean, I can see lots of fascinating marketing opportunities. Is it, it, Can anybody change their profile picture now as often as they want? Yeah, that was always a thing. You could always like change your profile picture and, you know, no big deal with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, again, is think about the brand logo or should it be, you know, right. a face? A lot of people are just defaulting to the face now. Okay. YouTube is testing automated lists of products that are somehow detected in videos. Like, what is this? Tell me more about this. So this is starting to tie into all the advancements and investments that YouTube has made in regards to their machine learning. Um, YouTube can identify words that you're saying and things like that. So taking advantage of that, they now can, you know, recognize because if you have like a, a Google phone or even, you know, iPhone or different Android devices, it can recognize with the photo and link you over to that same thing. So we're seeing this technology now come over to YouTube and they can start to recommend different products and stuff that people can purchase or buy. And that's very, very interesting. That's really cool because that's like AI, right? So mm -hmm. I wonder if they're going to use that. They're probably going to use that to know what the person who's watching the video might be watching so that they can serve better ads is my thinking, you know, yeah. but the idea that you would have a list of products that are detected in the video. I wonder if that means the creator is going to get some sort of little cut if they buy the product or something. Is that kind of where you're thinking too? Yeah, my thoughts exactly. It's like either if I have a relationship with that brand company that also wants to advertise on my video because it's a relative product, can I also include my affiliate links? Can mm. I also include, you know, again, the, the links specifically maybe to that, you know, ABC yeah. company website, Yeah. but I, I still get that referral code. And so that brand knows not only am I talking about it, you're getting views, exposure, but it's actually, you know, verifiable data. This purchase came from this video. That's going to make that's going to be huge or huge for just the brand presence and being able to, you know, factor in brand dollars that creators can get and companies can get because they actively see that this is working. OK, cool. Desktop news, YouTube Explore tab. I, I guess I never realized it was missing from the desktop. So it's coming or it's here. Yeah, it's I, I more so say it's here. I've not found anybody say that they don't have it. I think most people probably would be confused about this between explore and trending tab. And I think that's the thing. It's like we want to get you an explore tab to find more of the things that you like and actually would engage with versus just the trending tab that only shows what everybody else is watching, no matter what you're interested in. And so I think that's going to be huge for a lot of people because you as a creator in a company, your brand could show up in that explore tab. And that's huge. 
That's cool. Is the Explore tab on mobile something that's been around for a long time or is it relatively um, no, new? It's, I've only seen it in like the recent update of YouTube. So you're talking about the last 14 to 28 days oh. uh, that it came up in like the top that you'll see it. Okay. Well then this is a good opportunity, I guess, for YouTube to just lift up. Wow. I mean, I guess that means in our analytics, we're going to see a new source, right? I mean, is that kind of true? I would imagine so simply because even like your consumption on the app has changed as well. We are also seeing tabs. So if you watch uh, videos about cars, you watch videos about Facebook marketing and YouTube marketing, Instagram marketing, those are now siloed out to different tabs of what the viewer is interested in. So they're really honing into specific and get laser focus of what that person likes, not just random stuff that they have on YouTube in general. So I think that's going to be huge. Okay. Uh, YouTube is now pre-checking your videos to make sure that you're not violating any copyrights and also yeah. that it's eligible for ads. I would imagine this is a big advantage for a lot of, especially smaller creators, right? Yes, because it helps when you're uploading it. It's now a new factor when you're uploading a video. So let's say you do this on desktop, then you always are used to seeing the details, you know, what you want for us, the end cards and so on and so forth. Well, now you see like your ad suitability of, did you violate copyright something? And they can tell you in advance. So you don't have to wait. Monetization stops because X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You can edit the video before it goes out and people start watching right. it. Right. That's you can, you know, but ahead of time, like either you, you made it past all the checks and that means your video is going to be good on the back end versus, you know, waiting until it's doing well. And now you got to stop and figure out what to do. So it's a, a huge relief, I think. Diana, we've covered a lot of amazing stuff and I know you cover a lot of stuff on your channel. You want to go ahead and tell everybody where they can discover you on YouTube and where they can discover you more in general, if there's a particular website or social platform you want to have them reach out to you on. Absolutely. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Diana Gladney, um, as well as going to dianagladney.com or at Diana Gladney on the social profiles uh, and you'll find me there. And folks, don't forget to check out our upcoming social video summit socialmediaexaminer.com slash summit. That's where you can discover how to use really the short form social content, TikTok, Reels, Shorts, all that fun stuff. And if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, be sure to subscribe to my social media marketing podcast. You've been on that, haven't you? You've been, yeah, she's, Diana's been on that. That's more of my longer form show. And, and we release that every Thursday, 45 minute show until next time, everyone. May you be wise with your marketing decision. Thanks everybody for joining. See y'all next time. The social media marketing talk show is a social media examiner production for more social media insight. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.